The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, y'all? Welcome to The Best Bits this weekend. It's Morgan here, and this is the part of The Best Bits where I bring on another show member, and we talk about life and things going on from the show this week, and this weekend I have on Abby with me. Abby, how are you? Hey, girl. Good. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. Excited to talk to you about something, so we're just going to dive right on in. Okay. You good with that? I'm good. All right. Well, in at number seven, Elder vs. Millennial, the loser is having to eat things lately, and that loser has been me a lot lately. (laughs) Um, And I had to eat a a gummy hot dog, which was not fun, but add ketchup and mustard, and it really wasn't fun. I'm sure that was like so gross. And you said the mustard was what? Yes, it was like Dijon a, mustard. Oh, so the oh textures my. of everything did not go well together. Oh at my all. gosh, no. No. Imagine putting um, like ranch on your favorite gummy worm. That's kind of what it tasted like. Okay, nope. Yep. <laughs> and then early in the morning, you're just like, I, I can't do this. Yeah, my, my stomach was not right the rest of the day. I'm I will sure. say that. I do want to know when's the last time you ate something and you were like, oh, that was not good? Because, like, this made me think of that because this obviously tasted not great. The gummy itself was not bad. It was just the mix of all the things. Mm-hmm. So when's the last time, like, you ate something you're like, oh, I did. I don't like that. That was not very good. Okay. For me, it's like green olives. Interesting. You don't, like, do you not like green no, olives? No, I just, I, I cannot. I don't know why they just make... It's so gr- Like a dirty martini, how people do, like, olive, ju- <laughs> like, juice or whatever. I can't do that. Do you like other olives or just black gr- olives? Yeah, You do like, like black yeah. olives. I don't know what it is about because I got like this salad from Trader Joe's, like a Mediterranean one that's already like made up, you know, and yes. I almost threw up. I don't know what it is. And then the juice is on it. You know, I don't know why. Dang. Yeah. See, I like a green olive with a Bloody Mary or <laughs> yeah. yes, I will have a dirty martini every now and again if I'm trying to get really wild. 
Yeah. Dirty martinis do make you uh, get you pretty drunk pretty quickly. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from those. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that's a good one. I was thinking of it for me, and I don't even remember because I'm, I'm trying so many gluten-free things right now that there's a lot of trial and error mm-hmm. in that where I'm like, oh, this is really good. Oh, this is really bad. But my first taste test of gluten-free bread, I literally was like, this is going to be the worst several centuries of my life because I can no longer have normal bread. (laughs) No. It tasted so bad. Now, I have started to find some others that taste better. Uh Uh-huh. But when I had my first, like, gluten-free bread that I was trying, I I realized the difference in what that was compared to bread that contains gluten. Yeah. They are nowhere near similar. Really? <laughs> I've never even tried gluten-free bread. Yeah. I just like kind of stay away from bread. <laughs> Listen, they've got a lot of gluten-free things right. There's a lot of things out there that are gluten-free and I'm like this, you know, they figured it out. Yeah. I don't feel like bread is there. Maybe it's because I haven't <laughs> found the perfect bread yet. I need to do some more exploration, but I'm uh-huh. a little afraid. Also I'm because sure. like buying things and trying them is expensive. Exactly. Often. And then you just waste it because you don't like it. That's true. And I feel like, isn't gluten-free like more expensive? Everything too? Sometimes. It definitely is if you're eating the things that are designated gluten-free. If you're just shopping whole products, Mm -hmm. like you're going to the produce section and buying fruits and veggies, no. But if you go, maybe now because of inflation, but (laughs) if you're going to like buy things that are, they purposely made to make them gluten-free, then yes, it's going to be more expensive. This is another reason why I don't want to just keep buying a bunch of gluten-free bread because it's not cheap. And I, I know. Don't, I, what, I'm going to try one and then I'm going to waste it? I don't want to do that either. Right. You need to be able to try a slice first. Yes. You know? Like, can I go to a bakery and just try all these different kinds and say, yes, this is the one that I want? Right. But that doesn't exist yet. Not that I'm aware of anyway. I know. Can you tell there's a difference like with how you're eating? Do you feel better? Oh, so much better. Really? And I can tell it even when... so. Part of going on this, the whole reason I even looked into this for the first place is because I was tired of people being not nice to me online about my thyroid issue, something that I couldn't control, right? Mm -hmm. But I was like, there's something going on because I had tried to do dairy-free. I'd tried all of these different supplements for thyroid, and at moments I thought it would work. But then when I found out that my body gets inflamed from sugar, like added sugar, not regular sugar from grapes or strawberries, Mm -hmm. added sugar, added sugar and gluten-free. And when I removed that, yes, like 100%, I haven't had that issue anymore. If I eat something with gluten or I eat sugar, I almost immediately feel it. I'll be coughing like crazy because I used to have a chronic cough that also came with it. Wow. And that would inflame and it would just be it's like everything in my body would be inflamed from that that's what I'd feel super bloated I wasn't Mm -hmm. seeing results from working out because I'd be so my body would be so inflamed from these things and I wasn't eating them in moderation like they say I was eating them constantly so Mm -hmm. me removing them completely was like a total 180 for me that is so awesome Mm -hmm. yeah I don't think people realize like how much like we are what we eat really you know Mm -hmm. like it kind of all starts there. Yes. It's a, it's a good place it. to start if you have chronic issues. That's for sure. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. But I'm sorry about the bread. I know. <laughs> there has to be a good one somewhere. Gotta find a good bread. So if you guys know yeah. a good gluten-free bread, hit me up. The, also, the problem, too, is with suggestions and stuff, we all have different taste buds. So what's awesome to one person may not be <laughs> awesome to you. Yeah. It's definitely that balance of like, okay, is this something that is universally loved? Uh-huh. <laughs> or is it something a few people love? 
So I know, but that's with all food, right? That's not true. just gluten free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like the gummy hot dog that I had oh, to eat. Some gosh. people may like it. I'm not sure. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> uh, we also had on the show this week, Raymundo talked about his cow milking competition and the way that Raymundo talked about this, besides his, you know, kind of being fake news a little bit, he talked about like this was a huge highlight for him and he was so excited to do it. He was so happy about it. Do you have a highlight of your year so far? Oh, man. I would say probably singing at Strawberry Fest. Right? That was this year? Yeah, that was this year. Okay, I, would I know say. it feels like it's a long time ago at this point. But. <laughs> I feel like I work a lot and so... It's just kind of every day, you know, I'm just working. And so that was awesome that I was was able to do that. Like, when do I ever get to sing at like a festival? That was a quote festival, you know, because <laughs> it wasn't my show. But I got to sing a song on someone else's. So, yes, I think that would be my highlight. Bobby Fest was this year, right? Was it? No, it was. Was that last year? year? Yes. Dang, it was see? a year ago. Because it was you asking me and I don't know. Well, I'm like, all the years are running together. His time is going insanely fast. But yeah, I would say that. Yes. Strawberry Fest. Singing it. With the Raging Idiots. That's a good one. Okay. I also asked people on Facebook because, you know, Mercury has been in retrograde and life has been absolute crazy oh for my. me lately. Yeah. And I asked people to share their highlight and their low light of the week. Uh-huh. And everybody shared some really fun things. But I want to know your highlight and low light. We we focused on this year already. You saw your highlight from the year. I want to know your highlight and your low light from this week. Oh my gosh, what has even happened this week? I know, right? <laughs> I know. Maybe I can give you the month too. Highlight okay. and low light from, from this week or the month? Well, I would say, well, last weekend I went on a girl's trip with all my friends. So that was really fun. They're all from Kansas. I've known them, some of them from since third grade. And we just, we've wanted to do like a 30th birthday trip for over like almost two years. And so we all finally got together. We were missing a few, but we just went to Lake of the Ozarks and we rented a boat and an Airbnb and we just went to like, I know you said you've been there, but it's, it's a place called Coconuts and there's like a pool and it gets pretty wild in the summer, <laughs> what I hear, but it wasn't that crazy, but they have like a swim up bar and everything. So I had a great time. That was really fun. It was much needed, you know, like girl time. Yes. It filled your cup back up. Yes. I get that. Was it also celebrating some birthdays? Yeah, that's what it was like a 30th birthday trip. Okay. So we just all celebrate them at like one time. So gotcha. So, so all of your 30th birthdays. Are you guys yes. all the same age? Um, We're like one year apart. Like I'm 32 now and summer 31. So gotcha. We, we all catch up eventually. But yeah, so nice. it was really fun. Well, that is super fun. Okay. Now what's your low light? What is month? my low? Oh, for the month. Okay. I got to think. Yes, we're we're going to the month since you chose a, a highlight for the month. So we're going to the month. I think, dang, I would just say like in general, just kind of sometimes being in a funk, you know, when you just feel like everything is kind of going wrong. <laughs> yes. You know, like it's just kind of been like a general low. Like last week, I was just like not well. I don't know why, you know, and I just get in those moods. And I just feel like super overwhelmed and I like break down. And I think I would just say that's because I hate feeling that way, Mm -hmm. but it just happens and it's normal. And like this week I'm like better. So yeah, I guess that would be my low light. (laughs) It's not really like feeling like myself, you know? Yes. And I I ask that not because I'm like, oh, let's pay attention to the negative things. It's because we always see highlights on social media. And I was like, share a low light so we can see that Obviously, it's not all rainbows and unicorns, mm-hmm. and I think it's important to share that. And I do. I mean, I think everybody's feeling off right now. I had I had posted about a day that I had that was whole. Oh my gosh, 
one of the worst days I've had in a long time. It was just like everything on top of another. You would have thought the sky was falling at this point that everything kept happening on the same day. Yeah. And so many people wrote me that. And I don't don't know what all of it means. I know my signs in some manners, but they were like Mercury's in retrograde and there's seven planets that are in there. So everyone is going to be feeling off. Technology is going to be breaking. Bad things are going to happen around the same time. And sure enough, I had posted that. And I'm not kidding you. There were so many people like, yes, I feel the exact same way. This is what's happening to me right now. Isn't that weird? (laughs) Yes. Like, that's so mm-hmm. crazy. And my dad and I both had car problems in the same week. I'm like, okay, well, there's a technology thing happening. I didn't have access to the internet one morning during the show, which was, if you know my job at all, that's literally my entire job is yeah. to be on the internet. And to not have internet access to do my job was one of the most frustrating things I've dealt with in the last several <laughs> years. And uh, yeah, so I I get how that funk feeling was. So if you were feeling that, then you might have been dealing with... Uh, or as the memes call it, mercury and microwave. Yes. <laughs> or something in Gatorade. Yeah, I can like, say, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it came out. It happened. <laughs> beep. Beep. <laughs> Wait, oh. I do have a little I can think of. Actually, oh, yes. it was coming back from the trip. I get back and I f- didn't realize or I forgot where I parked my car in the parking garage. There's five levels. And I usually I take a picture, you know, like by where I am. And this time I didn't even do that. So I had to go to every floor. This was like Sunday evening and look for my and push my like little key fob. And oh I was like, where is my, my car? I was freaking out. I was sweating because I had a sweatshirt on. I was like, where is it? And then I get back to my car and I forgot I left it there like on E. Like the gas was literally on E. And I was like, am I going to make it to there to the gas station? <laughs> and I still had work to do. I was like, it was very stressful. Was this the night that we did the red carpet? Was that the same night or was no? No, this was Sunday. So it was, <laughs> it was the night before. It was was last right? weekend. I don't remember. Yeah, so it was the night before. Listen, yeah. we were just saying how everything blends together, but yes. Yes, it was probably the night before. That's probably what started off the week. I'm, I don't even know. Yes, because we were. We uh, Abby came with me to do the red carpet for uh, Vince Gill's giant show with CMT. And she she's was my wrangler, uh, though she didn't really have to do much wrangling with that red carpet. Uh, she did try, though. She tried to get uh, Cheryl Crow to come for an interview and Luke Combs, but... They, they ran away. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have time. Yes. But we were out very late last that night because we planned. We we went to the show and we're like, we'll just stay for a little bit. But then we found out that Carrie was going to perform Go Rest High on that mountain. And we're like, we have to stay for that. And sure enough, to. it was the last part of the show. The last The song. very last one. <laughs> and we're like, oh, my gosh, we're going to be so tired. And Abby had to go home that night and still keep working. So uh-huh. uh, it may have looked glamorous online, but it was not glamorous behind the scenes. <laughs> See, yep, there's another one. That's a perfect example. <laughs> and Abby had to. So this time, the last time we did a red carpet. So I will come up with all my questions and I'll type them out. That's, you know, I'm just throwing things together and I want to have something in my hand to go off of. Last time we did that for the CMT Awards, uh, I forgot him at the office and Abby had to bring him to me. <laughs> this time for the giant show, I left him in my car. So Abby also had to go back to my car and get him from my car in the parking garage that time. So, you know, just a lot of chaos that comes hey, with doing those things. It, uh, yeah, it is. It's never smooth. You know, like no. nothing ever just like goes as planned. <laughs> that is true. But yes, we did get to see the cool show and I think it aired on, on CMT already. So if you are scrolling to CMT and want to watch that show, it was really good. We saw that a lot was of performances. So good. That. Yeah, and you did awesome on the red carpet <laughs> and talking to Carrie. That was amazing. She's like an angel. She is an angel. She's a real life unicorn. I have, <laughs> yeah. I now feel that wholeheartedly. I will never forget being absolutely nervous during an, inter- an interview like I was with her. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
Isn't that crazy? Yeah. How someone can like have that power right? <laughs> over you, you know? Yes. Like she's just a person. Um, she's she super straight sweet, up walked but... up to me also in the a little behind the scenes of that. When she walked up to me, the whole reason I basically word vomited on Carrie Underwood is because as she was walking up to me, somebody came and tapped my shoulder, which works for Carrie likely or is um part of her team in some capacity, but came up to me and was like, make sure you're only asking questions about Vince Gill. Mm-hmm. And so I had this whole thing prepared to ask questions about Vince Gill, but also ask about her residency and some other things going on in her career. And so when that happened and she, this person told me that information and then Carrie walked up right away, I totally forgot everything that I was supposed to do because I had this whole plan. And then, you know, they disrupted the plan about two seconds before Carrie uh, was standing right in front of me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so uh, that's why I word vomited on Carrie Underwood because I lost every train of thought when I was like, crap, I got to change my entire way I was going to do this. Right. You're like, so do you like Vince? <laughs> yes, it was. It was like, Bleh. and uh, yeah, so uh, no. That was the Carrie Underwood That's interview. Great. That's awesome, though. <laughs> that was so cool. Yes, that that was good. Also, uh, I got a invite to my ten year high school reunion. Oh wow, wow! Right? Yeah, makes me feel very old. Uh-huh. For one, I'm like, there's no way it's been ten years since I've been in high school. No. Not only that, though. I'm definitely not going. Did you go to your t- ten year high school reunion? I did not. No, but they. F- I was in Hawaii actually, and they Facetimed me. And like pass the phone around. I hadn't seen some of these people in 10 years. And I was like, you did not warn me. I didn't have makeup on. I had a messy bun. I was like, oh my gosh. Thank you guys. So you did actually want to be at your high school reunion. You just were gone. I don't know. I probably wouldn't have gone. Yeah, I don't think I would have. I mean, because I see everybody that I talk to on Facebook, you know, Yeah. and I keep up with her. I just don't think 10 years. I'd rather wait till later. I will like maybe next like 20 years. Yeah. Yeah, you didn't I don't know if I'll go to that really? one Really? You're not a reunion person? <laughs> it's not necessarily the reunion person, but it, like the people in high school were not nice to me. Oh, like, yeah. And, and realizing that, and I know that people change and things change, but I'm like, is it worth it for me to buy a flight to go over, be around some people that were not kind to me and still mm-hmm. aren't kind to me? That's not worth it to me. No. Ew. Why would I buy a flight for that? <laughs> Yeah, I would not want to. I would not subject myself to that. No. Yeah, and you, I mean, you had to believe at least some of them are going to be there. That's the plan. And I, yeah, I just don't think I want to partake in any of that. Oh well, I don't. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. You know? So maybe we just have to have our uh, a high school reunion here for us to make us feel old. <laughs> maybe an old uh, party. I think that's what yeah. we need to have. Oh, that's where that's we sit c- on the couch and watch a movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I can't believe ten years. Yeah. 10 years. I am I am officially old. Am I allowed to say that now? No. No. You're t- <laughs> Okay, you're younger than me. You can't say that. <laughs> I can't say that. No. Damn. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, "Well, I had this career before, but it was a waste." And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. 
Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And in that number five spot this week, I shared about a mail stealing situation that was happening at my house. You know, hopefully the Nice police officers will catch these people who are doing it, but you can hear that full story on the best bits, just the bits. You know, I had an interesting request from um, a salesperson for a client. So normally, you know, sometimes they'll be like, uh, come do this or come meet with these people. And that's kind of how you, you create a relationship. So I had to attend a movie screening for a client. Wow. Interesting. You had, this is like, you love this, right? Yes. Well, I was like, okay, I could, you know, I'm not sure. But so my eye doctor, the office where I got my LASIK surgery done about mm-hmm. two years ago now, almost three years. Uh, he is the, the guy who did my eye surgery is no longer there, but the guy whose office and business it is, is this world renowned doctor. His name is Dr. Wang. And he now has a movie out about his life called Sight. It's a documentary and it's a, you know based on a true story, but it has real actors. And in it is Terry and Terry Shin Sheen. I'm not sure. I know I'm probably mispronouncing that. <laughs> and Greg Kinnear also probably mispronouncing that. But those are massive actors. And this documentary was really good. It was a little bit long. It's two hours, but. I mean, he has this just wow things of of that he's been through in his life to get to where he is now. He's an immigrant from China and what he went through while he was in China before he became an immigrant here and became this doctor who now has helped people who were blind see again. Wow. Is crazy. Yeah. 
I think I cried. I got angry. I've never, I didn't, I had no expectations going in. I'm like, this could be, you know, somebody's passion project and it could be cool. It could be, you know, not so great, but it was a great movie. So if anybody gets a chance to see, it's called Sight and it was phenomenal. It was a, a good thing about somebody's life who took everything bad that happened to him and basically blew that out of the water to do incredible things. Wow. Yeah. That is really awesome. And it probably like makes you realize like how much we take advantage or, of our sight, like yes. our sight, you mm-hmm. know, that you don't even think of, but it's like some people don't have it. And mm-hmm. like, that's just amazing. Well, and being an eye doctor too, part of the you could say the theme of that movie was him realizing that there's more to life than sight Mm -hmm. because all he thought was how important it was to help people see again. Yeah. And he learned a lot about that and how you can see the world differently without sight. So it's just a lot of cool things that you learn in it and a lot of emotional, really heartbreaking things that you also learn from it. So Overall, just wow, great movie. Oh, I'm gonna see it. Unexpected, but great movie. That's awesome. You got to do that. Yeah, but <laughs> so cool. I've always given you uh, a hard time oh. for not watching things while you've been on there. So, have you watched anything recently? You got any recommendations? Okay, here you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. I got a full list. <gasps> you oh, have a list? <laughs> yeah. Who are you? I know. Who, who am is I? she? Who am I? Okay, <laughs> I'm ready. Like, look at this. Oh, you do have a full list. Is this just for me? Did you do this just I for did. me? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm so excited. Once right I now. started, I was like, oh, I gotta like keep track of these. <laughs> yes. I'm so ready right now. So like speaking of documentaries, so I watched the one that Lunchbox watched and it was so good. The Woodstock the, one? So it's the Woodstock 69. Okay. I watched it on Amazon Prime. I loved it. Like I because I had watched the train wreck Woodstock 99 on Netflix. Like that was insane. Okay. Did you see that one? I haven't seen either oh of them, God. but which oh. one, if I'm going to watch one of the two, which one should I watch? Well, if I would watch them in order, I mean, obviously I would do the 69 first because then the 99 is like polar opposite how it went. Like it is so wow. crazy. Okay. But like, I was just mind blown on both of them. No, well, actually the 99. 99 one. That's was. the best one. Yeah. Like you will, your mind will be blown because okay. you, I had no idea this was even happening. You know, like I was like, yeah. I was 99. I didn't realize that, that happened. Interesting. I mean, yeah. I was nine. Sorry. Um, okay. And no, then you were 99. I said, I know. I was like, <laughs> in 99, I was nine. Okay. And then, of course, the Shania Twain documentary. Yes. Great Loved documentary. It. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I think people were giving it a hard time, but I don't. I feel like I learned a lot and I've never seen any of that archival footage before. Mm-hmm. Have you? No. Uh-uh. A lot of that stuff I had never seen before. Mm-mm. And I felt like it was, yes, obviously there documentaries can be fluff pieces, but I do feel like it touched on a lot of things about her life. The only thing I wish we would have learned more about were her siblings. Me too. And maybe they just have chosen not to be in the limelight and that's why. Mm-hmm. That's the only part of that documentary I wish they would have touched on more was just talking about how... Her siblings were part of her life, how that happened when she blew up because she was, you know, the one taking care of them. So I was right. so curious about that side. But besides that, I thought it was great. I know. I think it could have been longer because it kind of jumped, you know, and you're like, oh, wait, but there was this part of her life. Like what happened in that? Yeah. But yeah, I was so good. She could do like a 10 hour documentary and I'd watch it. Same. You we, know? Could, we could go to the movie theaters for that one. <laughs> yes, I totally would. Also, did you see the JLo one about her halftime show? I didn't, but I have heard people talk about that one. Okay, oh my God. so you watched this yes, one. Yes, it was amazing. 
because nice. you don't realize like how much work and how many like different messages she had. It's not just like a halftime show where she's doing her songs. Like every song she wanted to have like a specific message and everything had like a, a thought into it. Mm. And like her daughter got to sing with her and like it was just it was huge. Like I loved it. And they removed uh, her ex fiance. Oh yeah, from it? Mm-hmm. was it fiance or were they married? Did they get no? They were engaged. I think they were engaged, but right? they never got married. No, right? I can't keep up. Yeah, I know, uh, I, but I think they removed I think they him were from it. Just engaged. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he was. He wasn't in there. Okay, that's what I had seen on social media. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so that's a go, and that was on Netflix too, right? Yes. Uh huh. Okay. okay, and then Virgin River. <laughs> I watched that. Yes, all this the seasons. So good. Yes. So you're totally caught up. Uh huh. That is really good. How it leaves you hanging. <sighs> Every That's time. What, They've done it every season. I'm like, I can't wait another, what, year? I know. <laughs> for the next the one? worst part is when they do that and then you have to come back from it. You're like, I don't think I remember what all happened by the time I start watching the new season. I'm like, I may have to go watch it again to make sure I know what's happening in the new yes. season. Uh-huh. It's the worst part about binge watching. I <laughs> know. Yes. Yeah, I'm learning this. Yeah. Yes, that's See, a good there one. There is a, a con of binge watching. You forget. There is a con. You are correct. <laughs> but it's also kind of fun. Okay, another one was Purple Hearts. It's a movie. Yes, on Netflix? Netflix. Yes, that was so good, too. I thought it was really good, too. I enjoyed it. Really? I, I liked that it was a more serious theme than some of the other romantic movies that have mm-hmm. come out. There were still some cheesy parts, though. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that that's pretty cheesy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we could have done without that part. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I do. I thought it was really good. And it brought to light some situations that a lot of people faced. And I liked the polar opposite of the characters. Yes. Uh-huh. And you probably love it because she sings. Yeah, I did. I was like, oh, I can relate to and this. And she's chasing the dream. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Not the guy, but you, you will know. get there. It will happen. <laughs> but I hope you don't relate in some ways. In some ways, I hope you can can relate. Yes. Fair? Uh-huh. <laughs> Very fair. Okay, another one was Keep Breathing. Did you see that? It was about how she was like on a, a flight and then they crashed. Oh, that was a limited series. Okay. I yeah. believe, right? Yes. Um, I saw teasers for it, but I never watched it. So good. You really liked it? Yes, I liked basically everything I watched on here. Like, I would recommend watching all of these. And I'm pretty sure all of these, besides that other Woodstock documentary, are all Netflix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I spend a lot of time on Netflix. You like Netflix? Yeah. That is your chosen <laughs> streaming service, hey, I can tell. you know tell. what? I, <laughs> this is a huge step for me. I know. I'm so proud right now. I'm proud that you have a list. I know. You got more on there? I do. Okay, let's okay, go. Yeah, The Age of Adeline. Oh, yeah. Great movie. Oh, that was... That's probably my favorite. That on here, is I think. Blake Lively, I believe. Yes. Uh huh. Uh huh. A great movie. That's a f- few years old now. It is because they'll mm-hmm. add things to Netflix. <laughs> okay. Yes. So it's not. It, it, it's new to Netflix, uh-huh. but it's been out for a while. But yes, it's a very great movie. It's so good. It's where mm-hmm. she like can't age. Mm-hmm. So all these things happen in her life, but everybody else is getting older, and she never does. Yes, and Blake Lively is just a phenomenal actress in general. Yes. She could literally do almost anything. I know she really could. Mm-hmm. She's so pretty. So that's a good one. That's a movie. We've got a mix in here. I know. Got sorry, I didn't. No, it's all right. We I didn't got do movies, categories. TV shows, documentaries. <laughs> okay, and then our father, which oh, was that's insane. a documentary, right? Yes, another documentary about the guy who fathered several children. Yeah, via he was a doctor, surrogate, or or not surrogate via. In I don't know. In what vitro. It's called. Yes. IVF. Yeah, he was the one. Wow. To all the like the mm-hmm. moms that would come in and even sometimes their husband was with them and he's like, Oh yeah. I took his sample or whatever and it was his. 
And Ugh. so the documentary features some of the kids. Yes. Uh huh. And they just kept finding out there were more. I think there were over 60. Wow. Of the same. They were finding out, oh my gosh, I'm related to them. And so it's a small town. And so they're like, oh my gosh, they had to worry about dating too. Because they're like, yeah. I could be related to him. Was there any cross pollination in the dating <laughs> that they talked about? I don't think so. Huh? I think it was close, but never. No. Okay. And did they bring on any of the moms? Yes. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. It was very like emotional because I mean, you just feel Does so violated. Does it feel dark or were you like, this is really good and I can watch it no matter what mood I'm feeling? Or is it too dark that you kind of have to be in a certain headspace to watch it? I think you kind of have to be in a certain headspace just because like, you know how many lives that guy like messed up yeah you know I mean Mm -hmm. I just felt so bad for them because they all just felt like lied to because like some of the daughters were so close to their dads and they found out that that's not their real dad like they went their whole life like living a lie you know but also like like, just so crazy to think about because if you think in terms like yes that is your dad technically like that is your dad because he had full force known or believed that you were his kid Mm mm-hmm such a weird place to be in. Right. Do any of them have a relationship with that doctor now? Like, uh, no. Not like relationship in dating. I mean, like relationship in, you know, well, communicating. In or- there, he met with them. He met with some of them that agreed to, they all met for breakfast because oh, they wanted to ask gosh. him questions. And they wanted to know like his health background because yeah. he had like diabetes and stuff and that's how a lot of them had health issues that they got from him so that's why they were mad too because they're like you knew you had these health issues and you decided to do this so that now your kids have it like the whole thing was just wild like it just like kept spiraling into oh my gosh okay yeah i'm gonna have to check this one out yeah look hey you watched one over me (laughs) look at you feel to be on the other side <laughs> you know, weird. i don't know how to feel about it <laughs> <laughs> this does feel weird <laughs> okay um I'll, I'll just do like a few more uh what's you have one? so many on this list i'm so proud i right do now. so i saw i watched selling the oc and selling sunset ditto thought it was really interesting ditto you see those houses? i couldn't look away <laughs> it was like a train wreck <laughs> i couldn't stop watching it's so dramatic it's so it is it's like those are my guilty pleasure tv shows because i'm like this is not something that's good for my brain no but watching all the real estate, like those houses are massive. Oh my gosh, I gotta tell you. So I went to visit my uncle in Laguna Beach. Yes. And he has a, a pretty small house um by the ocean though. But I looked up that one that was 107 million or 106 million. It's like not even a mile away. <gasps> or like I walk by it every day and I could see it from like in between the Dang. trees. It's the one that um like there's, yes. It opens above the bed so you can like look at the stars. I remember what. Yep. That's yes. so it's on selling the OC. Yeah. Selling the OC. It's in Laguna. <gasps> but yeah. I was like, this is insane. Who would pay that much? Right. That house? means you have a lot of money. That's that's where you're like a Jeff Bezos situation where you got money to spend. Yeah. Yeah. I will only dream about that. And that's why I watch all these shows. Because <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I have to tell you. So I do. I have some that I've watched recently um, by my house. Speaking of, since you love real estate, you need to watch this one because it's like Shark Tank, mm-hmm. but with houses. What? People bring on their houses that they're trying to sell or they're trying to rent out or they're trying to get a deal with the, basically the real estate sharks. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting. Ooh. It's not like, it's not like Shark Tank where they're like, oh, they're so, so intense and kind of mean. They're definitely nicer on that show. Like there's a, there's a, I think he's the CEO of Redfin. 
which is that massive real estate company. Yeah. He's on there and he's like really kind. And it's kind of funny because he'll be like, oh, I want to help you. And that's not what you're used to, especially with Shark Tank. It's like, no, we're sharks. We're coming after it kind of thing. Yeah. So it's interesting in that perspective. Definitely they're kind of finding their footing. But since you like watching real estate, you need to watch Buy My House. It's called Buy My House. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh. That's on Netflix. Okay. Also on Netflix, a lot of these. Partner Track is a TV show. Fate, The Wink Saga is also both of those I suggest. They're great shows. Partner Track, great one to, you can kind of let go of things and not think about much. Fate, The Wink Saga is like sci-fi. Uh, it's season two that just came out. That was really good. And some movies on there that are, Do Revenge. You would really like that Revenge. one. Revenge. Yeah. It's, no, it's called Do Revenge. Do Revenge. <laughs> yes. Okay. And Twists and Turns that I was not ready for. Really liked it, and Mike had reviewed it and said it's kind of 90s vibes, which I got very similar. They definitely mm-hmm. make a lot of nods to some 90s classics in there. And Love in the Villa, which is a cool little rom-com, and That's more, which is another rom-com. So all like great things on Netflix right now if you're looking for some things, too. So, Ooh. And I did watch the Elvis movie on HBO Max. Oh, was it good? It was good. It was long for sure, mm-hmm. but uh, really enjoyed just learning more about Elvis's story and really sad the things that he went through. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is sad. So the, that's a crap ton of Woo. recommendations hey. for people. I mean, dang, I'm See? so proud of you. I'm <laughs> going to say it a million times over. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so proud. Look at you go. I know. I had to catch up from the past like five weeks. Yes. <laughs> <that> I didn't <laughs> give one. <laughs> but you know what? I'm very proud. You did it. And now you just have to keep up with it. Yes. And if you even have a list like that next time, I'm going to be even more proud. Woo, okay. I'm going to keep it going. great for you. Did it also stop you from uh, uh, Big Sky? Big Sky also. And Reba. I only got to watch like 10 minutes. I was too tired last night. I wanted to watch it so bad. That's her new movie? TV show. TV show. Okay, because she has a movie coming out on Lifetime, and this is a TV show. Yeah, so Big Sky is on ABC, but it was out, I think came out first last year or the year before, but like Reba's a new character on it. Mm. And then she's also dating her real boyfriend. Yes, Rex. Yeah, in the show, so. Okay, I need to look at that wow. one. And that one's happening in real time. Yeah. It's just once a week. Yep. Drops on a network. <laughs> I don't does. even know what to do with that anymore. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you have to uh, wait for commercials. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so all some really good ones, things to watch. Also happening on the show this week, Amy's daughter shared a donut side hustle that she found and then Lunchbox went and tested this kind of donut hack situation. So a whole thing happening there. But Abby, I want to ask you this because I saw a thread about it talking about a weird childhood habit that you grew up doing but didn't realize until you were older that it was actually weird. (laughs) And I'll let you think about it so you can be like, this is what they are, unless you got one. Well, we've already talked about it. It's my fry thing. Oh, yeah. My fry ins. Mm-hmm. I got to think of another one. <laughs> you do got you do got your fry ins. That one's a funny one where you don't eat the fry ins and you leave the fry butts, as yeah, I call them. <laughs> I still do that. I did it on my girls trip and they called, they called me out. They're like, you still do that? So that's something oh, you did God. as a kid, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't know it was a kid thing. I thought it was... Oh, way. no, that started as a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, fry another butts. thing. <laughs> I'll forever call them fry butts. Another thing is when I when I was a kid, when I was sitting, I wouldn't sit on the inside of a booth. I don't know if I said this either. No. Because of like, and I always said this, ketchup and crumbs. I just didn't, I thought there was like ketchup over on the wall, <laughs> like smeared on the wall and then crumbs sitting there. That I just always said that. I'd be like, I'm not going to sit there. There's ketchup and crumbs. Wait, what if you're the only one on the side of a booth? Oh, I sit on the far aisle, like the very outside. You sit in the middle to the far right. You don't actually sit near the wall at all? Not not by the wall. Why did you have that theory with the wall? I don't know. 
I just thought there was like gross over there. <laughs> I don't know. You see kids do things and you're like, I can't believe it. Like, or was it just in your head? It was just in my head. I have no idea. Interesting. I still okay. can't figure it out. But my, well, I will say mine's related to food too. I used to eat. This would be my meal regularly. <laughs> Mac and cheese with mashed potatoes and butter <laughs> on white bread. But the white bread was not toasted. Okay. Straight up white bread <laughs> from the bag. And my dad put butter on it. This is like the biggest, high, the high, most high carb meal. Yes. Ever. There was no veggies. You're just like, give me all there the carbs. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of things going on there. And I thought that was a normal meal. I thought it was a normal meal until I was in college. And I ate mashed potatoes and mac and cheese and white bread with butter <laughs> at college sitting you know when you have those college little places to eat yeah that's where I was at and I was eating it because you, they have so many options for uh -huh. you to eat and so I was eating that and all my friends are like what are you eating nothing about that says a balanced meal in any way <laughs> no. and I'm like you're right but like this is what I ate growing up and I thought it was so normal wow. so until college did I finally change that habit of eating that it's still one of my if I am in you ever see me in a really bad slump and I'm in a bad place? Mm -hmm. Get me that meal and it will pull me out of it. Oh, that's your comfort meal. Yeah, 100% <laughs> oh. is my comfort meal. And it makes sense. There's a lot of carbs in there. That's so, hilarious. Yeah. Oh, the things we do as kids. I know, right? Yeah. It makes me feel like a little bit like uh, I was cheated out of things uh, when I got older because why didn't people just let me live my life? I know. <laughs> kind of yeah. like you probably with your fry butts. Like, exactly. Just let me live my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I still do it. It's okay. You should keep doing it. I will still eat my comfort meal every now and again, except now I'm a little bit smarter and realize this is not 100% the most nutritious not meal. Not the best. Now you have to do all the gluten. You have to find the gluten-free everything, and you don't like the bread. I was going to say, it's not the white bread. I cannot eat gluten-free. White bread not being toasted. I feel like that's not going to be a good thing for me. No. Mm -hmm. Is sourdough gluten-free? I don't think so, but now that you say that. I really see. feel like it is. Sourdough, is it gluten -free? Free. Ooh, Google. That could Google. be a game changer. No. Regular sourdough bread is not gluten free. Oh dang. It yeah, it may the natural bacteria in it makes it easier to digest, but the fermentation process uh does decrease the amount of gluten, mm. but it doesn't reach two hundred parts per million or less of gluten, which would define gluten free food. Okay. So I do think it's a better food, but that hey, if I'm gonna go out to eat and I can have a little bit. I'm going to get some sourdough. Yeah, because I feel like, you. Yeah, I feel like that doesn't bother me as much. Sometimes bread bothers me for some reason. I can't figure it out. But when I do sourdough, I, I never like feel bad. Okay, so, sourdough. Hey, that. maybe you're also gluten-free. I, I think I probably am. That's why I just kind of steer clear of a lot of gluten things. And why you eat all salad and, and fries without the butt. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes 
I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Well, I don't want to keep feeling weird about my uh, childhood things that I did, so we're just going (laughs) to move forward. We had Breland on the show this week for his first time, and... I love him. I've loved Breland from the beginning. He's one of my favorite artists to listen to, and he's just so stupid talented. And I said it on the other best bits, just the bits, but check out his song, Hot Sauce. It's a whole vibe. And I'm telling you, Abby, you will love this song. Really? If you've not heard Hot Sauce by Breland, it is a vibe. I have not. Yes. It's I a heard, good jam. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I heard Growing Pains. Oh, he he's great. All of his one. stuff's good. You can't go wrong. But, but this is one sauce? of his like first few songs before he really like kind of tar- started to blow up. So check that one out. But okay. you are an artist yourself. <laughs> well, you're we can say that lightly. lightly. No, hey, you own it. What, what we okay, talked yes, about, okay, Abby, yes. you own it. You are right. I am. Okay. Being an artist yourself, who would you want to collaborate? Because he talked about his collaborations and how he won't ever release a song if a collaborator doesn't say yes to being on it. He just won't release a song. Mm -hmm. And I want to know from your perspective, if you could do anything in the world and have five dream collaborations, Mm -hmm. who would they be with? Okay, one would be Martina McBride. Oh, yes. Kansas girl, you know, grew up listening to her and singing all her songs. Good old flower collaboration. Yes. Okay, so there's that. Katy Perry. I just love her. I love her stuff, and I think that'd be fun. What song of hers do you like the most? Oh, man. I kissed a Yeah, I do like that I one. Liked it. <laughs> I usually like her slow ones. Oh, yeah. Or like true. thinking of you. What is it? Because when I'm with him, I'm thinking of you. That one. I okay. love that one. Yes. But yeah, I kissed a girl. I mean, that one's fun to sing. <laughs> it's fun. And California Girls, that one's fun too. California Girls, they're undeniable. Oh, unforgettable. unforgettable. Undeniable. It's one of them. It's both of them. Okay. okay. We got and, two, two in there. Uh, Shania Twain. Yes, I have to go with that one too. Yes. What's your favorite song of Shania's? Oh, ma'am. There's so many. When I went to her show, like, I was like, okay, this one's good. This one's good. This one's good. I love Who's Better If Your Boots Been Under. Ooh. 
Whose bed have your boots been under? Yeah. Okay, that's a vibe. Okay, we What's got yours? three solid ones. Oh, favorite Shania. I I don't think it's I hard could to pick. Mm-hmm. I used to like jam out hard to rock this country. Uh huh. I would sing that one on repeat back when I used to think I could sing when I was a little kid singing <laughs> yeah. my stuffed animals. That song I sing to them a lot, but man, I feel like a woman is just such a classic. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the song. She opened with the country one and like the stairs she came oh, down where like yes. it was like an American flag. It was really cool. I don't even think I remember rock the, I don't even think I remember the rhythm of it now. But We're going to sing- rock yes. this country right out, out of this world. world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Such a good it's one. so good. It's like a low key good one that you wouldn't remember. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I know. I was like, she's opening with this. That's awesome. Yes, to that one. But. Okay, another one. Uh, Keith Urban. Okay, I just, why just, Keith? I don't know. I just I've always loved him. I think he is so talented, and I think it would be so fun. Like he always brings like something different, you know. Yeah, and he's I'm definitely like, a stamp of approval. If you collaborate with Keith, much like Breland has, and several artists have gotten the chance to, he's kind of like the stamp of approval in country music. If you mm-hmm. collaborate with Keith Urban, you've got talent. Yeah, it's kind of exactly. what, what it feels like to me because he doesn't just collaborate with anyone. And most of his collaborations are people that are insanely talented. Yes. So it'd be like a stamp of approval. Uh huh. OK. And the last one, this one is so crazy. The Eagles, because <laughs> I love, love them. But that's one that you're like, OK, that would never happen. I, they never like collaborate with anyone. But do they that's have any my co- dream? But they I mean, they've worked with Vince Gill and he wasn't an original eagle. Yes, true. So Well, I can be their first collaboration. <laughs> that would be that I mean, my dream. Abby Lee Anderson and the Eagles. <laughs> yeah. What song of theirs is your favorite? Oh man. Um probably Desperado. How does that one go? Because I don't know it's a lot like of Eagles. Slow, songs. Really? It's mm-hmm. like um, don't you feel get cold in the winter time? The sky won't snow and the sun don't shine. Oh, that's good. You like need to like, incorporate some equals into your uh, band sets that you that you do. I know. I think we did one. Which one? We, we did Take It Easy. Oh, because I know we, like, that harmonized. one. Yeah. Like, take it easy. Take it easy. Okay, that's that yeah. one. I do uh-huh. know that one. We did that one. You can harmonize with it. You know. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Maybe you should do more, though, because they're your favorite. I know. They're I really one of your should. top favorite of all time. They really are. Yeah. <laughs> I talk about them a lot. I when we them. were on the Vince Gill red carpet and seeing Vince Gill knowing he's an eagle, how, like, were you oh, freaking man. out inside? Yes. I wanted to ask him so bad. Just be like, how, how, what is that like? You know, like just being playing with such a legendary band. Like, that is crazy. And he answered, I know it was hard for you to hear some of the things that were happening because the carpet was so loud. I did ask him, like, his favorite moments of his career, moments that have broke for him. And surprisingly, he really didn't mention the Eagles, but he did admit that he's just not really a fan of the spotlight and he just loves to play music. Yeah. So I think that's, I I would imagine his answer would be somewhere in that realm, that he's just so excited to play music with people that are really awesome. Mm -hmm. Would be the very Vince Gill response to that. He is so humble. Yeah. Like he's not going to say, oh, I'm one of the Eagles. Like he's not going to claim that. You would never know know that. Seeing him walk the red carpet in a really nice tux or at the grocery store, you would never know it either way. That's how Vince Gill is. I love him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That made me like see a different, like more of him and realize that I like love him even more now (laughs) because of that. That was awesome. He's good. Well, we got a solid top five there. Yeah. I I think think you can at least make one of those happen in your lifetime. Okay. I believe in you. I love it. I believe you got to believe in you. I know. That's true. (laughs) Remember that? I did go to Parker McCollum's show here in Nashville. Uh Super last minute. Didn't go for any of the openers. I showed up three minutes before Parker McCollum went on stage. 
because I was like, I really don't need to go. I need to work on some things. It was a Saturday night and I was like, this is my free time that I have and I need to work on some stuff. Mm-hmm. And I last minute I was like, you know what, whatever, I'll just go. And I went and I am glad that I did because holy crap, he sold out twice at Ascend Amphitheater in Nashville, which is crazy for a small, I shouldn't say small artist, but for an artist at his point in his career. Mm-hmm. And just absolutely wild. I have never, I shouldn't say I've never, I keep saying that. I shouldn't say. <laughs> um, I haven't seen guys fangirl over someone like that than with Morgan Wallen. Wow. That was the same reaction I saw. Really? With Parker McCollum. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wild experience. I was looking around. The guys were just as much into it as the girls. Like, every, And the girls were so into it, Abby. <laughs> a girl threw her bra on stage. To him? Yes. I've it, seen that what, like, like a rock mom. show. <laughs> I know. Like, I, and he took he took it. He put it on the stand. It stayed out there the whole time. Is that like his and you've seen now? it at a Morgan Wallen show? Yes, two times. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what they do. That's what they're doing to the ladies. So I'm telling you, something about Parker McCollum has given me like at least in the arena of what's going to happen in his career, uh-huh. Morgan Wallen vibes. Wow. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to go. Concert. To that show the first time and it got rained out. Yep. And so it, you probably went, I don't know if they yeah. rescheduled and so, it. And Well, they rescheduled it, but apparently he played that show for a little bit. But mm-hmm. he was like, we're going to come back and do like right. a redo. Well, he did the redo and it got sold out. That's insane. Yes. Now I need to go. Mm-hmm. So he and his songs are great. He puts on a great show. You can sing along just to about any of them. His music is awesome. So that's all obviously already there. But mm-hmm. I was in shock. I, hadn't, I had not seen anything wow. like that since Morgan. And I was... I was impressed. Okay, you're calling it right now. Yes. We'll see and in a I couple think we're of years. seeing that happen already. I mean, yeah. he's definitely blowing up, but mm-hmm. I just ha- I didn't expect it yet. And wow, it was happening. Right. Yeah. Now I don't know what it's like in like the other cities and maybe being Nashville, that's what it is. But a bra on stage? <laughs> I know. That would be crazy. I'm sorry. If you've ever thrown a, have you ever thrown a bra on stage? I have not. No. I need to hear from somebody that has and I want to know what the process of thinking <laughs> is happening. I do too. I've always wanted to know that. Because it's not the fact, I, I think it's funny when people want to throw a bra or clothes, whatever, you do you. But my more thing is I have three bras that I love. Three. <laughs> yeah. And if I lose one of those bras, I would be devastated. I know. The ones that they throw up always look really nice. And I'm like, yes. if I plan on doing that, it must not be they planned it. You know? Because yeah, maybe I they're like having cheapest. a good time. They're a little drunk. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because I'm like, I love my bras. And I wear them for years. I know you're probably not supposed to. But like, I, it's hard for me to find bras that I love. Mm-hmm. And so... To throw one away and waste it is what gets me. I know. Be like, I need that back. Hey, can I get that back? Yeah. Or like, do they just have an endless supply? I just, I have questions for someone that's done that. I do too. So, you know. And um, I've never seen it either at a concert. This was the first time I'd ever seen it. Or I mean, other than that. Yeah. I had never seen it. Yeah. That was the first time. And I thought I was at a rock show. Granted, I think I might have seen one. I was taking photos of the Foo Fighters when they were in Wichita. And mm. I do think it might have happened there, but not not off the memory bank that I remember <laughs> that happening. So, that, but I was all, also more enthralled because he was on his throne at that time when he had broken his leg. And so that was a whole experience in itself. Oh, gee, yeah. Yeah, Dave Grohl when uh-huh. he had broken his leg and they built him that this throne. entire throne. So I have pictures of Dave Grohl on his throne. Because like at the time when I was working in Wichita, I would go take professional photos of all of the events you'd get to take photos for the first few songs mm-hmm. as a professional photographer and I'd put them up on our website and stuff 
And so I have, I mean, I have pictures of Fallout Boy. I have, and some of these are from Nashville, the two jobs I had before the show. But I have the Foo Fighters. I've got Fallout Boy. I think I have Five Seconds of Summer. I just, it's That's so really many cool. random ones. But yeah. I have all these band photos. And one of them is Dave Grohl and his throne. That's amazing. I remember that, that gigantic throne mm-hmm. that they just like rolled him out on. Yes. Right? And it, it's very Dave Grohl because like he doesn't act like a king, but he kind of is one. Yeah. In, in the rock world. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, bra on stage. So I have questions. If you've done that, please DM me because I need, I need answers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, coming in two this week, list, a listener got super angry with Lunchbox because he was taking over the voicemail line. And for whatever reason, this man asked for you and me, <laughs> which is very uncomfortable in itself. When I heard that part of the voicemail, I was like, mm, sir, huh. I would not answer your phone call. <laughs> I would. You would? No, I mean, I just would because if I'm answering the phone. You would have to. Yes. You wouldn't voluntarily. And then I'd be like, oh, hi. Yeah. I think my man's got some anger issues. Yeah. That's what it sounds like like in that. So you can hear that bit over in just the bits. Do you have any recent moments of, uh, oh, my God, I'm getting old? Where you're like, crap, this is finally happening to me because I'm getting old. Uh, other than me being tired at like nine o'clock. <laughs> I think that's no. normal. Um, you work a lot. Yeah, that's true. What else? I oh. mean, my back is always hurting. Like I have to go to the chiropractor mm-hmm. every other week. Well, the reason I ask you this, and so okay. maybe this will spin something, yeah. but you know, we're, I'm days from my 29th birthday, ah! about to turn the most boring age, but I stood out, uh, stood up from the couch. I do boxing. I do gymnastics. I haven't had any issues. Cool. I'm all good. I stood up from the couch, oh. <laughs> and you would have thought that I either tore a hammy, sprained my ankle, or like pinched a nerve, which all could have been true at the same time. I still don't know. But I basically, if you see me at this point forward, I will have a random limp because it just comes back. The pain just comes back, and then it goes away, and it comes back, and I have no idea what it is. See, that? yes, that's the mm-hmm. thing. That is a thing. Yeah. When you have no idea where it came from. I get bruises all the time, like random bruises. And you're like, where, where did I do that? I'm like, I haven't done anything that would get me a bruise. You yes. know? Like, I don't do anything that's going to... I think work. that's the most, like, they always say it, but you just never believe it from yeah. people when it's like, oh, you're getting older. Like, your body obviously gets older, and you don't believe it. Right. Until it starts happening, and then you're like, holy crap, I have to believe it, because why do I have an injury that I didn't even do? <laughs> I know. You always hear that from your parents, and I'm like, okay, yeah, right. And now it's like, oh, we're getting there. Well, my mom was like, do you sit cross-legged? And I was like, yeah, sometimes I'll sit on my couch cross-legged, I'll have my computer, I'll be working. And she's like, well, that could be doing it. I was like, I've been sitting cross-legged for my entire life. Why all of a sudden today did it choose to like make me have a dead leg? Isn't that weird that like overnight... I feel mm-hmm. like sometimes it's kind of overnight. Yes. Or sometimes it happens when you're sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I will never forget when I injure my back from sleeping. Like, I, that's what makes me feel old. It's my body doing things. Mm-hmm. So now can I say that I'm old? No. I'm <laughs> No, I'm not letting you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Abby, I stood up from the couch. That's all that happened. <laughs> that's crap. Okay, that's yeah, that, that is kind of bad. But it's probably just from, that's like injuries probably coming to haunt you from like sports okay, but earlier never, in the I, day. So yeah. listen to this Ugh. though. I have never had the only broken bones that I have had were my fingers. Mm-hmm. Never had broken bones anywhere else. Yeah. I never had sprains. Like, yes, I was achy and things, but my only broken bones were my fingers. Really? So they shouldn't be past injuries. It's not true. like I've had surgeries. It's not like I've had to have stuff done to me to fix previous <laughs> problems. Yeah. Like, I've taken decent care of my body. 
I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I do you wake up with just like a crick in your neck and you cannot like you can't even turn your head. Yes. Like what's that? (gasps) Those are the worst, especially when they're the cramp and you're in so much pain if you do turn. Yes. Yeah. There's one where it's like, okay, I can turn, but this kind of hurts. There's another one where it's like you are in like you're getting stabbed kind of pain. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that happens to me all the time now. And I'm like. Okay, what did I what did I do? You're making I me feel a lot better. <laughs> okay, it's not just you. Are you kidding me? No, I have to go to the chiropractor all the time, but he fixes it. He does. Yeah. So then I feel better, but I'm yeah. like, I'm too young for this. Right. <laughs> what do I say? Uh, yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this. Okay. You, you can play the fifth if you'd like to, but I'm also at this point now where a lot of people I know are getting Botox and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you get Botox yet? I do. You do? I get it. Just like I haven't had it in a while, so you'll be able to see. But right here, my RBF. It's right in between your eyebrows, you know, like your frown line. Mm. Hardcore. Okay, I have a major one. For anybody asking, RBF is resting B face. Yeah. That's what she's talking about. Yes. Yeah, like I just kind of always have this natural glare and I don't mean to. So people think I'm mad. So I have to get Botox in between. Okay. So how many times of Botox have you gotten? I only get it. I get it twice a year. Just right and there when did in you between. start doing it? Um, I'd say three years ago because it just, people were commenting to me. They were coming up to me like, I would be at the gym and someone would be like, hey, why don't you smile? Which makes me really mad. Which but, also rude. Yes. Like, don't ever like, tell anyone to smile, ever. I don't I, care who it is. I know. They're like, are you mad? And then I started getting paranoid and seeing it like in pictures and stuff. And like, it really does help. But that's the only place I do it. Because I'm like, it's just like wrinkle anti, it's like wrinkle prevention. It's basically mm-hmm. what you're doing, you know? Like, I'm so curious. Yeah, I'm so curious about all of that. You haven't I don't done know it? what to believe. Mm-mm. Huh. I haven't had any Botox, any wow. work done. My teeth, I mean, I have Invisalign in and I've had LASIK surgery on my eyes. Yeah. So I shouldn't say no work in mm-hmm. my, but those were like, uh, you don't need it though at all. Happen. Like at all. Because I really think like you don't have any wrinkles. Oh, I, I do. Like, when I, scr- like when I, you know, when I yeah. lift my eyebrows and I do have, I have one wrinkle in between my eyes because before now, thanks to LASIK, I don't have to worry about it. But because when I wore contacts and glasses, and I worked expo at Buffalo Wild Wings. I would always oh, squint to see yeah. the computer where all the food was. Mm-hmm. And so my nickname was Seriously Squints for like four years. No way. And so I still have like this little wrinkle line that mm, my mom was truthful about that one thing. She said, if you keep squinting, you're going to have wrinkles. And I was like, no, I'll be fine. Uh-huh. I have one that showed up from that in the last few years from that, from squinting like 10 years ago. See, it's a thing. It is. I was starting to see a wrinkle. That's why I did it. I was mm-hmm. like, no. I don't mind like the the smile lines, like the laugh lines, you know, because I think those are like, that's good. You have those. You've been like smiling and laughing, but I'm like, I don't want to wrinkle from me like frowning and I don't know what it is. So Mm, fair. Okay. But you like it and it makes you feel good. That's all that really matters. That's why I do it. You know, I don't do it for like anybody else or whatever to change like what I look like. I just don't want it to look like I'm always mad. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I need help always smiling. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Basically. Or to just like look more relaxed and not angry. I hear you. When I'm sitting there. It's and weird. sometimes it's just the natural reflexes of our face. Yeah. It's just what we got dealt. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> You're like, yes, that's my life. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Well, thank you for being honest. Yes. Because I've been so curious about it and when people get started. So I just keep getting all the information. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll ever do it. I'm never I'm never going to say never. Yeah. But I also hate needles. So I <laughs> I don't need help adding needles into my repertoire of things I need to do. Yeah, that's so. what I was terrified of. But I mean, it is a pinch, a little creepy, but it it's done fast. It's well, just weird. See, it's like Botox it's like, and tattoos, two things I've never done because they have needles. <laughs> I know. Yeah. This is why my body is still cur- currently doesn't have anything done to it because I hate needles. <laughs> and you never get blood work? 
Oh my gosh. If I get blood work, it is it is a whole situation. Same. Oh, I, I like faint mm-hmm. every time. Do you faint? No, I, I honestly do. I turn ghost white and they're like, you're not well. We, you need to lay down. And they try to talk to me and I'm like, I can't talk right now. I hate it. That's probably, I, be- well, so there's certain reasons. So I used to volunteer at the blood drives at high school. And there's certain people that aren't, depending on your weight, depending on your size and all these variables, Mm -hmm. there are certain people that are not allowed to give blood. Really? Not based off of anything they have in their bodies. It's based on their literal genetics. Oh, gosh. At least that was the case 10 years ago. So I would imagine that's still the thing. If you don't have a certain, it's like if you don't have a certain ounces, like blood to mass ratio, something in there. I'm sure there's a lot of more scientific reason (laughs) behind it than what I know. But- I remember because somebody was like, uh, at one point in my four years in high school, they were like, you can't give it. You're too small. Because it just, mm-hmm. it takes away, it's taking stuff away from you and your body has to have enough time to give you some more or however that works. Yeah. Again, science things I don't understand, but that could be what you're dealing with. It and that's be. why it makes you pass out. Oh, I, it's the worst feeling. It's just like nauseous, you know, mm-hmm. and you just see everything getting fuzzy and they're trying to be like, so how's your day? And I'm like, it's not well. <laughs> I'm like, I, I can't sit up here. And they always, they take me and put ice on my head and it's just a whole thing. Do you have to give so blood dramatic. often for anything? I, when I do, when I do blood work. Do you do blood work like every year? No, like every other year, okay. I would say. Just like on my checkup. Yeah. And when things feel off with me, I'm like, something has to be wrong. Why am I like, blood. something has to be wrong. And they're always like, it's normal. I'm like, nope, it's not. <laughs> I have to have something. Oh, that, yeah. But I yeah. get that. I, mine isn't passing now. Yours is, apparently yours is more theatrical than mine. Oh, gosh. But mine, I get nervous laughter in any situation. <laughs> yeah. If I'm ever nervous and you hear me giggle, I'm very nervous. That's how you can tell that I am at the peak of my nervousness. That's why I heard you giggle when Carrie walked up. I'm just kidding. I did not hear. You're just like so giggling. I wasn't at the peak of that nervousness. No, that I'm one kidding. was like the most nervous I've been in an interview. But yeah. like if something makes me uncomfortable or if I am about to be in an awkward situation or if I'm about to be scared, yeah. I will giggle. Okay. I'll just it'll literally be like <laughs> like if somebody touches my neck. That's when I, my giggle comes out because I have a fear. My neck phobia is oh, yeah, still a yeah. thing. And so, like, my my doctor will be checking, like, my thyroid and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like, holding it in and, like, You're trying like, to. What's happening? <laughs> is this and funny? It just, start, it just bubbles. And then it wow. just keeps happening. And then the giggles just keep going. Huh, and, I don't know yeah. what's worse. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, when but I getting... think yours is worse. I think yours is worse. You passing out is not a good thing. Yeah, I think I'd rather yeah. just laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then you it know. then it sometimes if I'm really scared, then the tears start coming. Then it's like hysterical laughter. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Both of these sound dramatic in their own way. Yes, very dramatic. <laughs> we are very dramatic human beings. Not really. Just yeah, in no, those, no. Just in those situations. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I I have for this last one. We got blind karaoke on the show this week, which is Garth Brooks edition. Great time singing some karaoke, which you guys always love to hear. <laughs> and unfortunately, it's not on YouTube. It got pulled for copyright reasons. So I would say that you could go watch it on maybe on BobbyBones.com because it's fun to watch. But it is not there. It really? They so we can't do that anymore. We can. So what happens with music on YouTube is as long as they're allowed to claim it, okay. the copyright, then they will allow it. But Garth Brooks has taken all of his music off YouTube. And yeah. so because of that, they have copyrighted all of his stuff and blocked it in addition to the claim of copyright. So that's what happened with the, the Garth Brooks stuff. But everything else is still up there. It, some of it may get partially blocked in certain countries. It there It's like when I say copyright is so complicated because people are like, why can't we just do this? Or why can't we do that? Copyright 
runs through so many different avenues Mm -hmm. from songwriters to publishers to the owners to artists. And that's just songs. You talk about content. It's a whole other thing in copyright. And different countries have different copyright laws. So because we put stuff up on the Internet, remember, the Internet is the world. It's not just the United States. So it could get partially blocked in Australia, but it's not blocked here. Or it could get blocked here and it's not blocked in, I don't know, Europe. Yeah. That we, is. It's very weird. Copyright is, and it constantly changes. They're constantly adapting it because it's a law that's so much of a gray area and hard to make sure everybody's getting identified and paid what they deserved and across the board. So mm-hmm. it's a ever evolving situation when it comes to copyright. So. Can I tell you, I am glad that this was not on YouTube <laughs> because I butchered my performance. It yeah. was not my strongest. It's okay. It's okay. We all got to have some rough days. Yes. And you might, you may have just quit a little I bit did. in the song. I'm going to tell you, I'm like a perfectionist. and I just want to be good at everything. Okay. <laughs> so when I mess up, it just, it really bothers me. Cause I'm like, I know this stuff. Like I know those words. If I was singing in my room, I could probably do it. But I let myself just like overthink things and get so caught up. And I know it's just for fun. Like I know it's just for fun, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, like Lunchbox has the best time doing this. <laughs> His yeah, is, and like, best time is relative. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I mean? Best time for him. It's not the best time for anyone else to hear about. Exactly. But, and so I was just like, oh my gosh, I was getting so annoyed at that. And then I tried to like, since it's like in the key of Garth, it's like lower for a guy. And I was like, it was too low for me. So then I tried to go up and get like my, and it was just all off. And I was like, I can't do this, which I shouldn't have done that because I'm not a quitter. I hate it. No, but that, that is going to be your biggest thing to get over. Cause I saw you do this in similar when, when I saw you performing on Broadway, this is your thing that you have to get over Uh is that you give yourself a hard time in the middle of it. Yeah. You have to wait in to, to give yourself your constructive criticism until after. Right. That's my like number one thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's going to be your thing that you got to work through. Uh-huh. You know, okay, when Kane Brown was in, he was talking about his wife, you know, on their new song. Um, what's it called? What is it? Mm, let me thank look. God, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank God. I'll double check, but yes. Okay. I just, I love that. But he was saying how she came in the studio and was like so nervous and like she gets like this like anxiety to sing. And I was like, that kind of sounds like me. <laughs> you know, like she is amazing, you know, and yeah. she like needs her voice out there. But the the fact that she was in studio, just like in front of a few people that she was that nervous. And I'm like... I feel like that's like what comes over me in the studio. Do it's you weird. feel nervous when you're performing? In this studio, in in like small settings, mm-hmm. you know? And I I know a lot of people say that. You know, it, like it's so much harder to sing in front of 10 people than like a crowd. Yes. Just because in it's so like quiet in here and everybody's just like looking and it's like pressure. You know what I do <laughs> I when that stuff happens? I black out. I just forget everything. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to picture anything. I'm just going to look at one little spot on the wall and think nothing else about it. Can I tell you what I look at when I'm singing in the studio? What? Lunchbox. <laughs> For some reason. It's and the that's worst why. person to look at. I know. That's why I turned around and then I quit. And I was like, why'd you mm-hmm. look at him? This why? Is, hey, this is this is your challenge for yourself. Okay, yeah. As you continue to do this artist thing, mm-hmm. you gotta you just gotta push through. You really through do. Through a song. Every song. You can no longer stop during songs. If you start if you stop during a song and I find out about it, <laughs> what shall be the <laughs> punishment um I'm scared no shopping for you for 24 hours because that's ah, your thing okay i can do that okay give me a, that's, give me a little more of a challenge okay that's okay like 48 hours 
No salads <laughs> for, 20, for 48 hours. That's <laughs> the only food you eat. I'm going to starve. You have to eat the fry. No, you have to eat the fry butts. <laughs> you have to eat the fry butts. Okay. That's a challenge. I found it. That's a it. challenge. I'm gonna, ew, they're like crispy yep. and weird. So okay. next time you do this, whether it's in front of me or somebody <laughs> sends me a video of you out on Broadway performing and you're giving yourself a hard time during the middle of a song, you, you have, have to eat, eat uh, at least a cup of fry butts. Uh, I okay. I can't set them down because that's what I do. I take a bite and then I set it down. Oh no, you have to eat all the fry butts. Uh, this is your challenge. Gross. This is how you get through this. I do like that though. Yes, that that's motivation because I believe in you and I think you can do this. Yeah, but we. I mean, I got stuff I got to work through that people tell me. I have heard via this podcast that I have to stop saying right and um like and there was one other word and I've tried to work on it. It's those very hard, hard though. I haven't noticed you really say those a lot. They're my filler words, and so I'm trying very hard to work on them. I appreciate constructive criticism. Yeah, constructive trolling, is good. <laughs> but you know, constructive I can take. So I've been trying to work on that. Good job. And that's been my challenge for myself. Okay. So now I'm giving you one. Okay. Thank you. And putting a thing on it. I'm not going to so do you that. can't do it. <laughs> I believe in you. You can do it. All right. So, yes, Blind Karaoke, Garth Brooks edition. So you can hear some of that on the best bits. But, you know, we briefly talked about how Mercury has been in retrograde lately. And, well, you know, misery loves company. Mm -hmm. So on my worst day ever, and I had been feeling it and I posted about it. Have you had any bad weeks or days lately? And you're like, man, I really just Mercury in retrograde is happening. No, uh. Saturn in the microwave is happening. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know what it all means. Something Gatorade. I don't even know. Yes. Yes. That, and I'm like glad, I guess, that there is something behind it because I thought I was going crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I just like I kept crying all the time. And then once you start crying about one thing, it something else comes up, you know, and you just start thinking of everything bad in your life. And I'm like, Abby, what are you doing? You just kind of go down this rabbit hole, you know? <laughs> I'm like, I have a great life. Like, why am I focusing on the bad. Mm-hmm. So yes. <laughs> I feel that when I think it's interesting when I ask this too, because we, we were talking about highlights and lowlights, but I think what's interesting about this is that when you, like I'm describing like my worst day ever that I was having recently and you describe yours and they're very different mm-hmm. and they look very different. And I also think it's interesting because a common thing people say, if I, I don't share rough days very often because most time people will be like, oh my goodness, you're so blessed. You have so many things. And if y'all don't already think that I'm thinking that, then you're crazy. Mm-hmm. I am well aware of the exciting things I have in my life and how good I am. But as I've learned through therapy and talking to a lot of just experts in general, that we are allowed to have our suck and we are allowed to mm-hmm. feel crappy mm-hmm. whenever without the stigma of anything else. You're just allowed to feel that way. And it doesn't take away from, from anything else anyone else is going through. And it doesn't mean you can't have those feelings they also like even added like you also have to feel those feelings in order to help those other people that people keep talking about yeah and so it was funny a a conversation got started because i'd posted that on instagram and a guy wrote me and was like you got a roof over your head you got food you got you got a grocery store to go to all these things and i'm like that's very true like you're not wrong but also like i am allowed to have this and i'm allowed to feel bad and i'm allowed to feel like my day really sucks Mm -hmm. today and I'm also the same person that's helping those people so if you're going to come after me you better be helping those people too 
right. that you're talking to me about. Yeah. Because that is who I am. It's not who I show very often because I don't do that for other people. I do that for me. And the other reason I show Remy and I therapy is because Remy's adorable and Remy seeing people is so cool. But I'm not going to show me going to help, you know, people living with homelessness. And I'm not going to show me doing things in the community that are helping others because that's not what it's about. Yeah. And so for social media, I'm at least allowed to show that life sucks sometimes. I know. Even in the midst of everything else. Uh Uh-huh. So I wanted you to share, too, because I think it's important that we can both have suck and there are also going to be different kinds of suck. And we can also still have really exciting and cool lives at the same time. Yes. And I know I've like posted before, like one was like, how do you deal with grief? Because like triggers hit me a lot, you know, and and that's why I posted that. And so many people could relate like so many. And they're like, thank you. Like, I feel better. And I'm like, yeah, I need people to know or that's is real in my life you know that like yeah I have all this exciting stuff going on in my career and everything but and when I get home alone like that's in in my head you know like I struggle so that's why I like share those things because like everybody has struggles but you never know you probably wouldn't know if you were just meeting me out they'd be like oh my god you're like the happiest person ever and I'm like no I have things also that are not okay you know and I just think that's important like you said to yes. let people know that they're not alone and what they're going through yes so share it and talk about it and it you can honor both a crappy day and crappy feelings and exciting ones at the same time even if you're not doing them in the same moment mm-hmm. so also realize that if you see people posting on social media too because if somebody's also trying not to make their Instagram a highlight reel and they're trying to show you that other things suck than what you're seeing all the time, they're trying to show that vulnerable side of you. Uh-huh. So I do think it's important and I never want anybody to stop sharing that because I do think that's what connects us more than anything. I'm always going to post my fun and happy videos because I also think we need a break from reality and we need a break to see something exciting or something fun going on in someone's life. I will always appreciate that just as much as I will always appreciate the people being honest and vulnerable. Mm -hmm. They come hand in hand for me and I will accept both of them in every form. I know. So, yeah. So I just want, you know, uh, misery may love company, but also um, I just like talking about this stuff with my friends too. So I know I agree. (laughs) Well, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to post too much sad stuff, you know, (laughs) because you want it to be like happy and you don't want it to be like, oh, people come to your profile and they're just it's a downer, you know, like Debbie Downer. Mm-hmm. So it's like a fine line, I guess. You find the happy that's medium I, between the yeah, two. Yeah. Uh-huh, that's what I like fine. So. No, thank you for getting vulnerable with me with that. I, every time I do this podcast, I just have to have one vulnerable moment with everyone because I think it happens more often and I'm trying to show that it happens often but nobody ever wants to talk about it or nobody sees it or nobody believes it. Oh, gosh, I could go on forever. I'm better at talking about this type of stuff than like <laughs> other things, you know, because there's just like there's so much that yeah we don't get to ever share. Mm-hmm. That's like behind closed doors kind of. And it's like that's life, though. Yes. It's not all like butterflies and rainbows all the time, you know? Yes. Well, and it also like too, just even with this guy, like I wasn't going to go and blast him either because we had a great conversation. I was like, hey, listen, like, please don't say that. That's not you're not seeing the whole picture. Mm hmm. And we had a great conversation with that. I wasn't going to blast him for doing that because he saw it one way. Right. And I can't fault him for seeing it one way because that's what social media does. That's what we see different things for. But uh, I think it's also just important to talk about that in general, that having conversations 
is important and understanding that you don't see the full scope of things Mm -hmm. is a great reminder on social media. You don't see everything. You don't (laughs) at all. Mm -hmm. Like, and I even realize that when I'm scrolling for a long time, like I need to get off this because everything is just like perfect. I'm like that. That's not real. Yes. (laughs) You know, it's just not. You get sucked into the vortex. Yeah. And it's very hard to get out. Yeah. I wish everything was perfect. Right? Can we just have rainbows and unicorns always? That'd be yeah, great. Be I'd be amazing. so happy. I'll be eating my carb-loaded meals and <laughs> your mac and cheese and your potato. The rainbow and I'm watching superhero shows and I don't have to work. Yeah, that'd be great. It'd be awesome. It'd be freaking great. I know. Oh yeah. Well, that's a good way to end on picturing our perfect rainbows and sunshine uh, day. Yes. It'd be but the perfect world. I know. Yeah, that's that. Well, let the people know where they can find you, Abby. And thanks for coming on and hanging out with me and answering my questions and getting a little vulnerable with me. Yeah, thank you. It was <laughs> fun. On Instagram, I'm abby.anderson1 underscore. And Twitter, I'm singing Abby. All the names. That still hasn't changed, I, I see. <laughs> we got one. We did get one win this weekend. We got the shows. I watched a lot. We're making progress. I know. Now it's now it's the <laughs> username <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> And I am at WebGirlMorgan on all the things. You can follow me there. And, of course, the show is at Bobby Bone Show on all the things. We'd love to have you over there and engage in some content on Abby's Minds or the shows, whatever you feel good about. And somebody better freaking tell me their story of throwing a bra on stage because I really have a lot of questions. But y'all have a great weekend. Abby, thank you again. Thank you. And I love y'all. Have a great one. Bobby Bone. The Bobby Bone Show. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.